Always a pleasure on a Wednesday morning to say good morning to Preet Banerjee, personal finance commentator, News Talk 1010 pundit, founder of Money Gaps. Good morning, Preet. Good morning, sir. So it's no barometer of anything, really, but just judging by a lot of the texts I've received this morning, it seems like an awful lot of people are weary about the return to masks in schools, should it happen. Uh, But they also think it's a very practical move. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, many school boards and organizations are continuing to recommend but not mandate it. And I think the proposals that have been coming in the last couple of days um, are about examining the evidence as opposed to saying, hey, we need a mandate. But they're just saying, take a look and, and, you know, revisit the data of which we have a lot more of now we have a lot more research looking into the efficacy of mask use and mandates and public policy and so i would suggest that you know if you cheer the rescinding of mask mandates based on data supported uh, decisions you probably should not be opposed to taking a look at the updated research of which there is so much more so i'd be curious to see what that research says i haven't kept current on it but taking a look at it and making an evidence-based decision i'm in favor of that all the time. Toronto ending its vaccine mandate. So several, I think it was about 450 people ended up being terminated for one reason or another owing to the vaccine mandate. About 350 of them, all union represented, I might add, uh, will be allowed to come back, but on unpaid leave. And then before Christmas, they may get their jobs back. I just wonder, Preet, if, you know, this is the beginning of a whole bunch of people who were cashiered during COVID and during the sort of height of the vaccines who are all going to get their jobs back and some of them may then sue for back pay. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, I think at some point this was going to happen where there'd be an ending of the, the vaccine mandate. Uh, but in terms of reinstating people who decided to go against those rules uh, and at the time they knew the decision that they were making, it was it was laid out clear as to the repercussions of those decisions. Uh, the timing of this is also uh, concerning, given that we're, we're starting to see some concerns about rising case counts. The Ontario Chief Medical Officer of Health has said, you know, this winter could be tough uh, to deal with. And so the timing of this uh, is also something that uh, I'm curious about. And when, you know, these individuals, if they're coming back to a work environment, um, how are they going to be treated? Uh, you know, what does that do to office politics? Are they going to be ostracized? Or are they going to be celebrated? And do they now seek, you know, potential you know, legal remedies for the time and pay that they missed, given this decision is basically saying, hey, you know what, we're going to uh, change our minds and reinstate you. And there's well okay so why is this change of heart coming and is is there some kind of legal remedy i have to get some some back pay so i don't know if that is part of the agreement of of being reinstated is is waiving any of those rights i am interested to find out okay well speaking of vaccines and case law we have a case in alberta we don't know what organ it is she needs but a woman is terminally ill she needs an organ transplant she refused to get the vaccine so they refused to put her at the top of the list even though under any other circumstances she would be there she sued preet and she has lost the state says listen uh, it's a choice to get the vaccine or not get the vaccine It's a best practices thing in medicine. So we're not going to waste an organ on somebody who's reckless about their health. 
Yeah, and I think there are, there are some precedents in terms of, you know, if you're smoking, I don't, I don't know if someone's going to give you a lung transplant or put you at the top of the list. Um, if you're going against the medical science, which says, you know, if you want healthy lungs, you maybe want to not do that. So I think it comes down to, do you get to choose what medical science you agree with uh, when getting care? And I think the answer that the courts have decided is no. The new director of communications for the federal conservatives is somebody who showed considerable enthusiasm for the truckers' protests. Uh, here she is in a video that she posted at the time. That was her honking the horn with a big smile on her face. She also posted at another time, there's no other place in the world I would rather be right now than in downtown Ottawa. The energy is electric. People are hopeful that you can see smiling faces everywhere you look. Hashtag Freedom Convoy 2022. So Preet, I wouldn't say that participating or encouraging the trucker protest is disqualifying from employment, mm -hmm. but my interpretation would certainly be that Pierre Polyevre is not backing away from his full-throated support for this protest, which I think is actually politically damaging. Yeah, I mean, this is certainly a choice, as they say. Uh, you know, I think, you know, journalists will often remind us that something's gone wrong when the journalist becomes the subject of a news story. But this isn't a journalistic position, and they're entitled to their positions and, and views on different uh, items of the day. And in the era of, you know, identity politics, this might be a trial balloon. If this is seen to move support or galvanize it for the party, I think they'll be happy to ride it as long as it's convenient. But if there is seen to be backlash, I think very quickly she would become maybe expendable and they'll either move to reduce her personal visibility and, and change the focus or, uh, you know, maybe change that position. Uh, but it's certainly a choice. Um, and I think from their perspective, perspective, it might be a low risk choice at this point to see what the perceptions are, and then they'll figure it out as they go along. And speaking of appearances and whether or not they enhance or detract from one's political luster, Justin Trudeau is making a special appearance on Canada's drag race. Preet, my prediction here is that some people who don't like Justin Trudeau are going to insist, okay, there's another messy, stupid thing that he's doing, and then it's probably going to work for the people he's trying to sell it to. Yeah, I don't think it's going to change anyone's positions. But now, is he going to be a judge or is he actually going to be dressing in drag? for the He's not doing know? drag, not in the pictures yeah. that we've seen. But he shows up with big smiles and appears with uh, one of the drag queens. And yeah, I don't know what his position necessarily is going to be aside from walking in and saying, hi, I'm Justin. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I think um, it'll be interesting to watch for sure. I, I, I mean, just seeing any, you know, uh, head of state on a, on a show like that, that is a statement. Um, whether that statement is or event is going to change anyone's minds uh i don't think so uh sounds like it'd be uh, good fun but uh people will have their opinions okay and quick thoughts on the american election still a whole bunch of things to be decided but the one thing we know for sure is it was not the red wave it was supposed to be a shellacking and it's been kind of a sort more than anything else and my own theory it seems to be bolstered by a considerable number of people i'm reading this morning is donald trump is actually the big loser in yesterday's vote. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Um, in terms of the the results, which are still coming in, there was that expectation um, that it was going to be a little bit more one sided, and it's closer than people thought in terms of the Democrats not losing as much ground. And I actually did think that you know, given the the overturning of Roe v. Wade, that would galvanize a lot of voters uh, in terms of turnout on the Democratic side. But on the other side of that, you have high inflation and worries about the economy, which also sway voters too. And in the first midterms for a new president, they all always tend to lose pretty significant ground. Um, so I'm not terribly surprised, but I think you are right. I think maybe the biggest loser, quote unquote, is uh, Trump's reelection um, uh, considerations. Yeah. yeah. Preet, thank you so much. Nice to have you this morning. Thanks, John.